the bottom line. Bob's on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. And now let's get going. Yes, thank you. Welcome to the bottom line bombs. I am host CJ Sullivan, the man who pauses a lot for no reason. It is a reason. (coughs) Start off with a cough. Cough bomb. Um, This is the show with picks with bits. The man in the box. That's me. Start the clock. Got to start the tweets. Got to start it all. Uh, do pauses. I've been told that on reviews. And I've, if you're a fan of the bottom line bombs here, the picks with bits for tobacco use only. Man in a box, you realize. This is something I've developed as I've doing. This is my first year doing by myself. Literally, I'm just a man in a box here. So I have to I do pauses. To collect my thoughts like that. You're like, oh, did, did the show buffer? Is it gone? Did my podcast go out? No, it's me. Not trying to go crazy. Cra- trying not to go crazy. That's what happens when you're by yourself and you're just speaking. And uh, <laughs> to, uh, to the box. I, I compare it to chess geniuses, you know. Chess is a game of solitude and isolation. And genius... And, you know, the, the, the great chess players, they go into a world of madness. They start playing games against themselves. And, uh, you know, they see the board and they're playing with the next. A lot of them go homeless and shit because they're going cra- to they're, they're crazy. Or they get racist like Bobby Fischer and live in Iceland. So that's me, the chess genius. But I'm, instead I'm talking about, uh, you know, Austin Reeves and... Uh, Shemmy Schembechler. <laughs> anyway, that will be today's show. I'm going to recap uh, the little weekend. It is Tuesday, 523, I believe. Yeah, May 23rd, as you can see on the bombs. Welcome. If anyone's joining on YouTube, including the great Chad G says, let's go. Uh, I did not do show. It's normally Mondays and Wednesdays live at noon Pacific. There was no show yesterday. Monday, I couldn't make it in. Something came up. I'll, maybe I'll talk about it at the end. It's nothing fun. Um, so today, so I'm making it up for you Tuesday. So there will be a show tomorrow, and there will be a show today. <laughs> I'm telling you there's going to be a show today as I'm doing it. This is it. This is what you're hearing. Today's show. Tuesday. So we will give out bombs for just tonight's game. Uh, give out bombs for both games. we got Boston, Miami, and the NBA, and Dallas, and Vegas, and hockey. Um and Wednesday, there's only going to be one hockey game. I'll save that for tomorrow's show. But we got a lot, lots of recap for the weekend. So we're going to do a mini weekend recap. It's tough when you skip a day because now it seems like ancient history. In today's crazy world of social media. I love when people say that. In today's fast-paced world of social media. So fast. What a fast world. Um, so I will recap a little bit. So I'll, Just because it, it seems like forever ago, but I'll still talk about it. And we'll do it. We'll do the autopsy of the Lakers. They got swept last night by Denver. Um, 
as as happy as as fun as it is to watch the Lakers lose. We had Denver in the series. Give out those bombs. Nuggets minus one forty five. Bomb that easy hit. We also had Denver minus a game and a half in the series, plus 170, another bomb. Detonate them. Uh, I did want to see the Lakers last night win because we had Denver in five at, uh, what was that, plus 450, I believe we gave that out. Come on, Lakers, you can't pull one game off. 38 friggin', 38 points they scored in the second half. Incredible. Easy money, says Mafia Williams. I know. Um, but we'll get into that whole Laker autopsy. There's so much to get into with that. But we we do appreciate the Denver Bigs. I could watch. I know they just played four games. They were they were kind of competitive. So I can't get I, you can't get too hard on the Lakers. They were just worse. But anyway, like I said, I'll get to that in a bit. Um I did want to talk about the PGA real quick. Kepka winning the PGA at uh, 20 to one, 25 to one. Depends on what you got him at. Um, big day for the LIV golfer, Saudi Arabia must've been partying. And by partying, I mean public flogging of rep- media reporters or murdering anyone who says they're gay. Anyway, um, Kepka, you see Kepka last night. He's enjoying himself. At the Florida Panther game, he looked coked up, as coked up as a coked up Kepka could look. Wife's pregnant, his model wife is pregnant. He's coked up at a hockey game, drinking out of the cup with fucking Kachuk's brother. He is living the Florida bro life, collecting money from the Saudis. Who gives a fuck? He's such a bully, Kepka. I don't. I don't Whatever, I, I don't root against Kepka, but he's. I'm actually kind of liking him more now that he's doing this. He's always been a kind of, a, of just like a fucking like he's a jock bully, you know. I never liked that whole battle with the uh, the Shambo. You would just say his name, whatever it was. Um, not that I like the Shambo either, but <laughs> at least the Shambo's a dork. He's a geek, you know. I can get behind that at least. Um, <laughs> but Kepka, and God, I mean, I mean, I say this out of jealousy because well, what a life he has. He has a supermodel wife and he's fucking has $200 million and he's an amazing golfer. He just shows up the majors and dominates. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty easy. Pretty, pretty good life. I love that. Why would you go to LIV? Saudi Arabia. I want to walk around and not give a fuck for three days out of the weekend. Knock a ball around and show up to the masters and PGA and dominate. I don't know why I would do that and make $300 million. You already know my opinion on LIV. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I just like the PGA, like Roy McElroy, who's the bend of voice of uh, Rory McElroy, not Roy McElroy, Roy McElroy's tin cup. Although tin cup would definitely play the LIV tour. No problem. But Rory has been the voice against it. Cause you know, he's the PGA treats him well. He's number one golfer in PGA. Of course he wants, of course he's going to back up them up. And make all that money, but like talking about how it's blood money is just hilarious to me. Because yes, it is. But uh, who? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're better, PJ. I'm sorry. Are you getting paid by the good billionaires? Is that what's going on, PGA? And your sponsors? Let's open up the hood on your sponsors, Rory. Is it, you do it for the lo- you do it for the love of Cadillac? Is that why you is that why you golf? He had a rough weekend, Rory McIlroy. He had. Uh, 
Not only did he have to watch Kepka win for Bialy Vitor, who's his rivalry, he hates everyone on the live tour. And then uh, he was at his home, t- his wife's hometown up in Rochester, New York. So that's a weekend of having to deal with that, the wife and her family. Good boy. And then finally, Sunday, he's like, ah, I can at least get a, a nice, easy, relaxing Sunday and not have to worry about trying to win this thing since I'm not going to win. And he gets paired up with uh, the actual story of the tournament, Michael Block, the, the uh, pro-am, the club pro out here in California, actually. It's actually about a, uh, an hour north here of L.A. Um, when I was playing Saturday, a bunch of, everyone claims they knows him now, but uh, Michael Block was the story was the story of it, you know. He was McElroy's like partner and he hit a hole in one at 15. So everyone's like, everyone's <laughs> the cameras are on him, but they didn't give a fuck about McElroy. Um, so that was pretty great. He was uh I'm not saying they show too much of Michael Block. It was a great story in golf needs any kind of stories they can. But my God. They're showing him crying. Here, here's a picture of the hometown viewing party. Your son sent this to me, and he said he's never been more proud in his life. Will you cry for us on camera? We need you to cry. Golf's all about family and crying and what's going on in your head and fathers and sons. The son sent you that picture. Really? Is that what happened? <laughs> CBS, you didn't get you didn't get anyone down there on boots on the ground to find out where this guy's hometown is when he was on the leaderboard coming into Sunday, a club pro. Now, now every phone call he gets is a camera on him with tears. Now you're gonna you're gonna get exempt for the Colonialsburg tournament. Let's get let's get some tears going. Cry. The president's calling. Well, not not the president of the United States, but the president. Uh, the president of the Southern California Golf Association wants to thank you. Let's get some tears. His hole in one was awesome. Even, even I'm not that cantankerous. <laughs> like I'm a commandron, but I'm not that much of a commandron. So it was it was pretty all right. Um anyway, congratulations to Kepka and uh what are we doing here? Oh, I'm going through a lot of stuff. I better get into the ad reads. Anyway, um on today's show, we will do uh I'll do an analysis, an autop- Laker autopsy, Denver Lakers, uh, Miami-Boston, that bomb tonight. The hockey game, Dallas-Vegas, got a bomb for that, and then we'll do a man in the box. Possibly about my man Shelly Schellenberger. <laughs> His story is fucking hilarious. Um, we'll see what we get around to, but anyway. First, let me tell you, though, about Edge Boost. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If you're not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is... Hold on, let me hide some things. Uh, the world's finest, world's finest, world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back to advance over four equal installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account, and Edge Boost will match the deposits so you can use two times the funds of any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advance. Up to $25 you can advance add to your bankroll. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is... Oh, God. I have to edge this one. I'm going to go with... Well, I'm gonna, I don't want to tip my cap. But I'm all over those Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars puck line, matter of fact, plus 180. I want you to double boost that one. Go to sportsgamepodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. Must be 21 years older to use. Only valid legal gambling states. Problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
That's an easy number to remember. Wait, hundred number gambler. All right. That is uh, that. What a, what a glad to have edge boost onto the, onto the arsenal here um, of sponsors that help us make these shows and do it. Uh, we were happy for that, but um, yikes. That's, that sounds like a system that bookies do bet now pay later. Okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> Although they don't, they don't charge a vig, so I'll give them that. At least there's no no interest in all that things. But uh, yeah, that's how you get. That's how you start chasing. And then they throw, do you have a gambling problem? Okay, well, why do you think we have a gambling problem, Edge? Not to, not to go after my sponsors. That's right. Anyway, I'm going to give tips to any gamblers out there. Do not bet ahead of your credit ever like that. That's how you get caught. Anyway. Ah, I like that one. Justin Bruni, of course. What money doesn't have blood on it? That's correct. I'm serious. What? There are no good billionaires. That's just a thing. People used to say that about Chick-fil-A. People like boycott and Chick-fil-A. First of all, fuck you, boycott Chick-fil-A. Have you had Chick-fil-A? It's delicious. It's amazing. I'm boycotting shit. But they'd be like, yeah, you know, they're against gay marriage. Yeah, they are. They're crazy. They're, hor they're horrible religious zealots like that. But at least they admit it. At least they're out front about it. You know, they're closed on Sundays. That shows you how crazy they are. You know how much money they could be making. Like when people try to like, <laughs> like expose them. Is it true you're against gay marriage? Like, yep, we sure are. You didn't know that about us. We're fucking nuts. We think all uh, gays getting married, going to hell. But also, we think what should get married is chicken sandwiches and waffle fries. Try us out. I mean, do you think Colonel Sanders is for gay marriage? He's a plantation owner, for Christ's sake, is what we're trying to say, okay? There's no good money out there. And the PGA themselves, they, they already do tournaments in Saudi Arabia. That's, a, that's their thing. They, they just don't like the, their money getting attacked. And then, you know what's funny about uh, the LIV tour? And I'm not, you know, whatever. <laughs> the thing is with that is hilarious about it. Just to go back to this real quick. The LAV tour. Um, and the reasons why. When you ask the PJ players, like, well, what do you have against it? Is it the blood money? No, not even that. Not even that. Hey, we just want you to admit it was for about the money. Because the LAV would say, we're, we're doing it to help the game, which, okay, that might be wrong. And they, they, have, they have exposed how much money the PJ is holding back, though. Because once this did start, all of a sudden the tournament money started like doubling and raising and all kinds of new money started coming in. So then we're like, Oh, so they were right. You are, you do have this money. They're like now, now PJ goes now a lot of corporate sponsors decided to step up and do what's right to help us out. Really? That doesn't sound like corporate sponsors at all. Matter of fact, corporations do the opposite of that. They don't just volunteer money to make you look better. That's, that's not what they're in the business of. So then golfers, so then the PGA golfers, well, just admit you're in it for the money. Why? Why do you want them to admit it? Why will that help you? You know it. Yes, they're in it for the money. So what? You know that's the truth. Why do you need it? Well, you just want to hear it. What, what, what are you, a child? What do you mean you want to hear it? If you know it, they know that's enough. Move on. Oh, Man. Insano has a great point there. 
<laughs> First of all, he says Colonel Sanders was definitely a golfer for the LIV. Colonel Sanders was a bad motherfucker, by the way. I, I'm, I'm not besmudging Colonel Sanders, who was a plantation owner. He wasn't. The real Colonel Sanders shot him, shot and killed a man in the streets. He was a rival, chicken rival. Look up his story. He's fucking nuts. He he he, he, you know, he, he developed the you know, the air fryer pressure or whatever to uh you know cook chicken at a gas station. That's what they started on gas stations back then. And you had to feed them on you know truckers or whatever and cars stopping by. So he spent his whole life trying to invent this, invent this device that would cook chicken within like you know 10, 15 minutes, fried chicken. Enough time for when truckers stopped by, they could eat and go. And then when he did it, someone tried to copy it. He fucking murdered him in the street. So you got it right. Colonel Sanders would play for the live tour if he wanted to. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, another one by Edison. Sports building racist sexist history has a higher higher moral bar. No blood money. That's what I think. If you're look if you're looking for a moral ground, the PGA tour is the wrong place you want to go. They're all walking billion dollar, million dollar corporations. Each golfer. They're all jerks. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway. Justin Bruni. <laughs> you have less leverage. Sure. Take more money from us. That's right. Um <laughs> it is true. Oh, but anyway, that's all the that's all the golf chat we'll get into for right now. A lot of golf chat. I don't and I could do golf chat for sure. I love it. especially that stuff. I love the hypocritical shit with that. I mean, my God. Oh man. Anyway, all right, let's get into Man, that's a long song. I have to stop it halfway through. Brought to you by the great Daniel Tosh, that NBA theme song. Great comedian, clip show host, and conductor of the NBA on the NBC theme song. <laughs> that's just a running bit I do. I like to do different uh, Tesh's and Tosh's. I got to come up with different ones. I'm repeating them. Anyway, uh, so like I said, Denver swept last night. Uh, there's two ways to look at this. Let's look at the, La <laughs> the Lakers. I'll do that autopsy first, I guess. And I loved watching the Lakers lose. Lakers flags. I live in Los Angeles, so the Lakers fans can be unbearable. Flags on their cars. They're at half mast all week. They're, <laughs> they're driving around in boarding. Um, they got sweat. They're so they're just they're so just unre they're unreasonable. These Laker fans. They're, they're so fuck out of reality. They're hilarious. Um, they uh, each game they you would think they've won each game they played. Game one. Oh, what an amazing that, that was an amazing game. They were down thirty. They came back. We're just fine. Game two, they didn't play good. and They still should have won. If they make adjustments. All the, they talked about the adjustments on every. There's no better team than in-game losing adjustments than the Lakers. They as soon as as soon as a player gets 40 points, they they make the adjustment. Whoa, we shut down Jokic in the fourth quarter in that one game. After he already had a triple double by halftime, Jamal Murray had a bad fourth quarter game two. Yep. I know. Or game three, whatever it was. Yeah. I know. Yep. Great. Great last five minute adjustment to only lose by five. And now they want to, uh, 
<laughs> now they want to bring in Kyrie Irving. That's a great idea. <laughs> that Ky- Kyrie's exactly what you need. Did you not just learn your lesson watching Russell Westbrook? <laughs> Russell Westbrook, the worst move they made that no one takes credit for. It was obviously LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. But no, he's not going to take credit for that. Not when it was a disaster. And it just took him forever to get rid of him. They finally got rid of him, traded, and they immediately become better and almost go to the finals. And now they want to redo that with Kyrie. Yeah, granted, Kyrie's a better player, but come on. He's, you just, they just showed this is not what you, you do not need a third star that just ruins the team. You need, you need your Austin Reeveses, your Vanderbilts, your Kiawamas, whoever they are. Anyway. Um, I could watch. I I I wish they played. I wish they played all seven games. I, I just want to watch the Nuggets beat the Lakers seven times. Can they do that? Or at least, at least have the Lakers play the Celtics so ESPN can get that matchup that they wanted until the NBA Finals to hold us over, which is until June first, by the way, which is like ten days from now. Why is it June first? No one knows. Now, I mean, it's. I mean, they know. They tell us because they want it to be like the Super Bowl. They want to have the dates spilt uh, year round, and so the worldwide media could fly in to Denver. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Slovenian media. You're going to Denver, June first. Book your flights. And here we are, the Nuggets. Now, I, I like the Nuggets. They're fine. Number one, see, they're annoying. They're starting to get annoying too, though. All series are getting annoying. Just the way they talked about how no one talked about them. They were chipping. Like, even the coach. I get it when fans are like, no one talks about us. You're you're fucking, you're the fans, whatever. But when the players and coaches are talking about like, what? Stop watching. That's all this is, is them watching ESPN. This is what ESPN does. They want a TV show. They're in cahoots with the NBA. They want, of course, they want the Lakers to fucking win. Or they want to talk about the Lakers because they're interesting. Denver, I hate to tell you this, you're not interesting. You're a great, great team. You're not as cool as you think you are as a city. I'm not going to go as far and say you don't care about basketball like someone did. Someone made that take. That's, that's wrong. No, you have a great fan base. And it's a great city. I like Denver. I like Denver. I like Colorado. But you're, first of all, you're kind of jerks. And you're not, you're just not that hip as you think you are. You can tell you're jerks. You're, you're a weird 70s city, first of all. I don't know what goes on there. It's like swinger parties, JonBenet Ramseys in the world. Um, you can tell you're assholes when you drive through there. Colorado, it's a beautiful state. Mountains, snow caps, the whole thing. Like, oh, well, you start, the Rocky Mountain, you start driving through, like, wow, this is incredible. And then you go, as soon as you cross, you can tell immediately. Where Wyoming is. And where they're like, yeah, where you get everything that's beautiful, Wyoming, you get shit. You got this flat dirt road and you can fucking shoot somebody in the street. That's what we'll let you do. So anyway, so Denver's just talking about why, why are people talking about us? Malone, the coach Malone's like, oh, we were down 0-2, sorry, still Lakers. Yeah, because that's the story. They're stories. We watch the game so we don't have to hear about the fucking coverage. The insufferable coverage. And then I, wh- these guys are watching it, so now they're making us talk about it. So Denver talks about why we don't talk about Denver and Lakers. So here I am talking about it. So. See, now this is causing the sports national media to make 
the the most <laughs> dullest, uh, boring compliments. So now you got people like Stephen A. Smith and whatever. Broussard, whoever, those guys are tweeting out, congratulations, Denver, you're a good team. Now we're all third graders. We have to pat everyone on the back and congratulate. Is that okay? Did you guys did you guys get enough reassurance that we think you're good? I mean, it's just, oh, God. Now they're going to play Miami. Well, maybe. maybe. It's not hard to figure out. Why the coverage? You look at the Laker games, you got Denzel Washington and Jack Nicholson. You have uh, Lauren Bush and Trey Parker. I like Trey Parker. I don't even think he lives in Denver. But uh, <laughs> who else is there? Dwayne Lee Chapman. He's a bounty hunter. That's a big Denver celebrity. John Benet Ramsey. Their parents are still alive. Someone look that up. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that series is over with. I would like to watch Denver beat the Lakers even more. Although Jesus Christ, with the ref complaints too in that one. There was one point in Game Three where there was two separate uh, arguments going on. I was crying to the refs. Like LeBron was crying to one ref on one side, and on the other side, Jamal Murray was crying to another about two separate plays because they just halt the play. While it's go while action's going on to complain about calls. So what are we gonna give you both calls? Anyway. Um so that's over with. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh Miami. Thank God I don't want to go through but anyway, so now we're gonna have two weeks off before Denver gets to play. Probably Miami. Who knows though? Who knows? I know. Um Let's switch it over. All right. Miami, Boston, that's tonight. That's, this is an actual bomb to give out. What is the spread in this game? Miami is minus one and a half. Total is 217. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Now, Jimmy, but this has been a crazy series because the Miami Butlers, are, Miami Butlers are just beating the fucking brakes off of Boston. Actually, it was just last game where they did it. But Boston should have had a chance to win both games at home. They should have won game two. That was insane. I'm gonna go ahead and say I lost that one. Team home teams that lost for game one were 23 and 0 on game two. In the NBA playoffs going into that one, they are now 23 and one. Why? Because I bet on them. Uh, they, that's that, that's with all these RPIs and the and the uh, percentages and the uh, the ESPN stat tech everyone's making fun of because they still their their analytics still has Boston as like an seventy percent chance to win the series, which is hilarious. That's hilarious because imagine if a sports book threw that line out there and you you can get the heat plus like 280 to win the series tonight. Yeah, you would go broke. But the reason why I never believe those, I, and I've been saying this since day one, the reason why I never believe those stats um, of percentages of why, pro, win probabilities and all that, because they never factor in whether or not I bet on them. Because if I bet on them, they're going to lose or win. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's going to go against me. So, of course, the Celtics became the only team to ever in the last 24 to lose that game two at home after winning game one as a 10-point favorite. My God. I bet, I bet against the Oakland A's the other day. I, don't even, I haven't even gotten into baseball yet, but all I've been hearing about is how historically bad his A's team is that are worse than a 62 Mets. All right, I'll try it out. 
They're playing Arizona. who's not a bad team. It was like minus 140. A's won. A's got their 10th win of the year against me. Grand slam to tie it up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Jimmy Butler, he's been hilarious. Absolute hilarious. And like I said about Jimmy Butler in the beginning of this uh, series, he's that crazy dude you just don't want to get near. He's a crazy guy in a train you don't want to sit next to. Everyone know, on the train knows not to sit next to him. He's a crazy dude in the gym. You don't guard too tightly because he's got a little bit of He's got a little bit of system violence in him, if you know what I mean. There's a, there's a line you don't want to push with him. If you let him be, sometimes he'll be all right. But if you poke him, as they say, poke the bear like Grant Williams did, then you're fucked. You don't want to do that. And that's what happened. Grant Williams, they, they were ready to lose that game too. And then Grant Williams started talking shit to him. Butler's like, oh, all right, fine. I guess I'll do this. I guess I'll fucking eat all of you alive. And that's exactly what I did. If you're uh, if you're a fan of Twitter, which I am, uh, there's a famous tweet, one of the most famous tweets, uh, famous tweets. It's no longer on there. It was by a guy named Young Washcloth, Y-U-N-G. And it's a very funny tweet. It says, last time I hooped at more gym, I was, a, I was guarding a dude with no socks, no socks on, and he did a spin move and a smashed McDouble fell out of his pocket. <laughs> Hilarious tweet. And I, I like to say that's who I think Jimmy Butler is. I think Jimmy Butler was that guy. Jimmy Butler's a guy you'll play at a gym. He'll have no socks on. He'll have a smashed McDouble in his pocket. <laughs> He'll have some weird shit in his hair. Like, what is going on with this guy? And then he'll score 45 because he's fucking nuts. Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I His pettiness is, 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 at elite levels. Last year, they lost to the Celtics, and he had a press conference and said, we're going to get him next year. No one paid attention. We're like, yeah, you're not even going to be back. And they almost weren't, by the way. Let's not forget, they are an eight seed. They almost lost to the Bulls in the playing game. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs, but they didn't. They're here. And uh, now Butler's doing Now Butler, he's, his troll game is on such a great level. He's got that one. He posted on Instagram a picture of him pointing at Grant Williams. He's doing the timeout thing to Al Horford, which I don't even remember. I guess Al Horford did that last year where he's like calling for the other team to call a timeout. So Butler did it right back to him. Al Horford doesn't even remember doing this. Like Twitter remembers, the online remembers. They, they did the video clips. But that was the best part because <laughs> Al Horford, like he did it right to Al Horford. Horford got pissed and got his face. And I was like, what the fuck's that for? You called that last year. I did? I don't know. That's back when I was good. What are you doing? Grant Williams. Like when Butler went after him and did the point, him, he knows he has to take it. He knows he has to take the hell. Like, fuck, I, I did that. But Al Harford, yeah, he's like, shit, I haven't been good in forever. What are you doing? Why, what are you bringing me into this for? Anyway. Um, so let me get into uh, <laughs> what else with this Miami stuff. All right. I'll get into the Miami Boston, but real quick, let me tell you about Shady Rays. They're teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from sun to slopes, premium polarized sunglasses, customized snow goggles, and much more. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and United Kingdom. Remember, if they break, no questions asked. You get another pair, same pair. No questions asked. We don't care. If you threw them against the wall because you thought the Lakers wouldn't get swept, you shattered them. 
Because Anthony Davis <laughs> refuses to play back-to-back good games. Shady Rays won't care. They won't, they won't ask any questions. They'll say, Here's another, here you go, another pair of sunglasses. So just go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN. You got 50% off two pairs of sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure you take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win $500. Shady May contest. There it is. Not bad. And that'll do it for this. And welcome. And thank you, Al. By the way, I should have to thank everyone on this YouTube who's watching live. Make sure to smash the subscribe and like the video. You can't just sit there, as they say. I mean, you can, but. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you give a five-star review, subscribe to all that stuff. This is the things I need. I'm looking at the numbers. They're not the greatest, but the bottom line bombs, we're just starting. We're just starting an opening swell. we got a community of C-generates out there. Is that what you like? You guys need to be called someone, right? So I'm the man in the box. C-generates a good name for CJ. So uh, for my SGPN, like, tout name. So I like my C-generates. Unless you guys come up with something better, I'll go with it. I'm, I'm open to anything. I will... I'm not married to anything, literally. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the Miami Boston. Let's get into tonight's game. The Boston Bus Boys won. That game three was an amazingly embarrassing game for the Celtics. I mean, they you what you rarely see in a game three. Their season was on the line last that last game, and they just didn't show up at all, and they got slaughtered. I had the over in that game, which hit. The over has been hit. By the way, if you hit Miami money line in the over, parlayed in every game. If you parlayed all three of them, all three—I mean, just—it's ridiculous. It's hitting easily too. So do we do it again? I don't know. We'll see. It's one and a half and two seventeen. Um, and Celtics—they almost didn't get that over because the Celtics just had they're like fifty-nine points in the third quarter. But then the coach, our hilarious coach—I mean, he's just amazing. He's going to get fired. How are you going to get fired after one season? Like, I'll tell you why. i tell you how you're going to get fired. You admit to watching the movie The Town four times a week. Even if you, even if you do do that, don't say that. What? The Town? Oh, my God. That's the Ben Affleck. Boston, Boston Irish bank robbery movie. More movies about Boston and the crime scene in Boston. Um, but he put the bench in and the bench actually gave a shit and they, uh, the Boston bus one crew of hijinks and that's how that over hit. So thank you. Thank you for doing that, by the way. So anyway, so they'll be playing tonight. Um, everyone saw the Celtics is getting embarrassed. So usually you would expect a kind of a bounce back, like a little prideful bounce back. They're openly admitting that this is over with, though. That's not a good sign. I think Jalen Brown said someone like, because Jimmy Butler's just talking shit nonstop as well as he should because he's Jimmy Butler. And Jalen Brown's like, yeah, we beat y'all last year. We're good. Really? That's not, a, that's not a positive thing if you want to say you want to bet this year. Then they, and Coach Mazzullo said that I've lost my team. They don't listen to me. <laughs> oh, man. So now we have these broadcasts going on. I'm going to have Reggie Miller doing the game. Reggie Miller. I swore off uh, betting on games that Reggie Miller is announcing because no matter what side you have, he's against you. Because all he does is repeat 
things that happens immediately. Like, this is analysis. No, it's a foul. Oh, they're calling a charge. It's a, and it's like he's happy. He's happy for anything negative. It's just, I don't know. He, he tells me so much. So many daggers. That's what he said the other day. Dagger three. So many daggers. The butler did it. So the, the most simplest, dumbest fucking shit to say. And I had Miami, but still. The butler did it. How generic can you get? Everyone does love Jimmy Butler. You know what's funny about Jimmy Butler? He destroys teams sometimes. At least until he finally goes. But all the fans love him. Philly fans love him. Bulls fans love him. Even Minnesota. And he blew up Minnesota. <laughs> Philly fit. Cause he makes you want, he, he's that X who you like, even though the X is doing fine in his new life. You think, you think that you're thinking about you. You look at the pictures like, Oh boy, what a life we could have had. And it never would have happened. But that's this with Jimmy Butler. Like the Sixers. I see people saying they should have Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Maxie, Jason Tatum, if they drafted him over fucking Markel Folds, you know, Markel Bridges, who they traded for no reason, but like all I had to do was just keep Butler. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say that now, especially when you say they took Ben Simmons over him, but like Butler's going to Miami. Butler's Jimmy Butler does what he wants to do. He, you're not stopping Jimmy Butler from going to Miami. He's like, you should have kept him. You keep him. How are you going to keep him? You don't keep Jimmy Butler anywhere. He's got no socks on. He's got a smash McDouble in his pocket, for Christ's sakes. He's going to Miami. That's where he wants to live and fucking do it on his own. He'd rather do it on his own and be a madman, which is what he is. Anyway, let's get to the game itself, the bomb. Um, that's the thing also with Reggie Miller. TNT's coverage is great. Of course, we all know that. It's the number one show with Shaq and Chuck and Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson. Their, their pregame and postgame, halftime, all that's amazing. It's the best. But their in game with Reggie Miller is not so great. ESPN is the opposite. Their game coverage is fine. Mike Breen, I, I even like Van Gundy. I don't even mind Mark Jackson. I like Mark Jackson and Van Gundy together. They're fun. Yeah, Mark Jackson says dumb shit, but it's, you know, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I, like, I like them together. But everything outside of it is the worst. You turn it off immediately. Once you got Greeny and Stephen A and Jalen Rose doing their, doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Just throwing things out there. They're horrible. Trying to do debate shows. And like, so you feel good turning that off. I love turning the game off immediately of an ESPN game to not watch that. ABC, ESPN. I feel good. I feel like I'm missing nothing. It's the same feeling I had when I uh, stopped watching the show Billions after uh, Axelrod left. So I'm like, uh, yeah, there's nothing to see here. I don't, I don't care how this ends. I don't care what happens from here. I'm fine. I'm good. I got, I got plenty of the show I need to get. I have not one regret about that. Anyway, uh, tonight's game, will there be a double sweep? These Florida eight seeds. Uh, well, I mean, against my own interest, the, the line difference between game four, four of Boston being favored by four and a half to now getting one and a half just because of that performance. And their quotes aren't great. They, I mean, they are demoralized. 
So you have to ignore what you saw. Just the line adjustment. There were 10-point favorites in game two. The, the fucking lines of these uh, Celtics. Why did I curse right there? Uh, <laughs> they move up and down so much. It's insane. From like day to day, week to week. Their odds on favor to win the championship like a week ago. Now they're, you can get them like a 15 to 1. But I do think they avoid the sweep. I think they were embarrassed so much. Unlike the Lakers, who were competitive in those games at least, they're just worse than Denver. Boston's not worse than Miami. They're a better team. They're not playing like a better team. They're getting outplayed and they look terrible. They just look awful. I'm 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 laying out a good case for Miami as I say this out loud, but I'm not. We're gonna go before I say any more points that go against my pick. I'm just gonna give it out. Boston wins tonight. Money line plus one hundred five, plus one and a half. If you want to take the point, why not? Celtics bomb it. Hold your nose. Good God, bomb it. If anything, just to get. TNT another game. Maybe I'm hoping. I just want TNT to get another game. And I want another basketball game until June 1st. That's the problem. If Miami wins tonight and we have two sweeps, now the NBA Finals doesn't start till May 1st. If that's the case, or June 1st, I should say. I should say because that's correct. Um, June 1st, which is 10 days from now. ESPN and TNT, they should make, make the Lakers and Celtics play each other. Best of seven. Who cares? Even best of seven. Just seven games up until June for just to entertain us. And you get your series that you wanted. Here, that's the series you wanted. Even though you couldn't get the refs to uh, make that happen. Have them play each other. Who cares? They don't care. ESPN would hype that up more than they would the actual finals if that does. If they, if they could somehow pull that off where the Celtics play Lakers just for an exhibition series to hold us over until June 1st. God, they're going to hate Denver. Denver, I love what they say. Oh, the networks hate Denver, Miami. But basketball heads like it. Whatever. The eight seed. The Florida eight seeds. All right, let's get into hockey. I keep looking for a hockey noise. Where the heck is a hockey noise? I got to get my own soundboard. This is getting insane. Right? Right, Segenerates, as I talk to you out loud? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's not my. Uh... No, this is my hockey one. And hockey has been a lot of money for us. <laughs> um, Florida beat Carolina last night to go up three zero. So we already hit that bomb. Our series bomb. We should. I should play. I should already hit that. We had. We gave out Florida plus a game and a half. They can lose four straight and be fine. Which, who knows? You never can. Florida's an eight seed. Miami Heat's an eight seed. That's what they're saying. The Florida eight seeds. Uh, they're not They're not a normal eight seed, like when they say that, too. Hockey, they're not a normal eight seed because there's no such thing as a normal eight seed in hockey because I don't even know how they do it. They do, like, three division winners, four underdogs, and you can carry the thing, and blah, blah, blah. And you can win a division and be a seven seed there. Who knows what they do? Um, Miami Heat's not a normal HC because they have a madman named Jimmy Butler on there. Anyway, so tonight there's a game, though. Another team trying to not get swept, and that's Dallas Stars. They're home versus Vegas. Minus 148 is the line, plus five and a half. 
Um, we're going to give out Dallas even money in regulation. Three-way line. Let me bomb that real quick. This is a classic 2-0, down 0-2, coming home, desperation. Dallas is not the Celtics. They're a good team. They're slightly better than Vegas. I gave out Dallas in the series. It's in a little trouble, obviously. But I'm actually going to pour onto it. They are plus 325 in the series. This happens all the time in hockey. I wouldn't even count out uh, Carolina versus Florida down 3 nothing. Hockey, you can win. You can come back from 3-0. And you can certainly come back from 2-0. And in both Vegas games... They went to overtime. You look at those Vegas goals. I'm not saying Vegas is smoking mirrors. But those goals they get, they like bounce off faces. They hit the fucking backboards. There's like little trampolines in there. Like every goal. I mean, I know hockey, there's a lot of puck luck. I get it. But holy God, did they get puck lucky. Every one of their goals is a joke. <laughs> it's like a thing drops out of the sky. Like, oh, look at that. It hit a it hit one of our drone cameras and now it hit a circuit de soleil performer. Like, how are these things happening? Dallas can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, so anyway, I like Dallas to win tonight's game and get back in the series. And I mean, at plus 325, I'll sprinkle a little bit on it. It's not a bad play. Uh, but I'm, tonight. I love I'm loving Dallas to come and get they gotta get this win tonight. So we're gonna give out Dallas minus 148. Bomb that. Dallas, even money. Bomb that. That's three-way in regulation. I should, I should point that out. And sprinkle Dallas puck line, minus one and a half at plus 185. Why not? Always open. I don't even know if we're going to need an empty net. I think Dallas smokes Vegas. I really do. I think Dallas wins big. Um... In hockey, that might be three to one. That's, that's big. Uh, <laughs> I just think they're a little bit of a better team, and they've had some really unfortunate luck. And, you know, they're back from Vegas. You never like visiting Vegas and having to do work. You Having to do work, you know. You, you, you go to Vegas, you want to have fun, do things. You don't want to go there for a work trip. I hate jobs that schedule work trips to Vegas. What the fuck? You want to have a meeting at 11 a.m.? You know what I was doing last night? Neither do I. I hope you don't know either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the point is, yeah, I had my head between three uh, strippers and a ketamine. Now you want me to do uh, do a PowerPoint presentation on uh, ad marketing, direct reach? I was licking a stripper's asshole from Reno for crying out loud. Anyway, uh, so Dallas is back home. They're out of Vegas. They can get that out of their system and get that game going. Um, what time are we looking at here? Oh, my God. I got to Jesus Christ. I got these, these shows just get away from me every single time. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Let's recap. Let, well, I'll recap real quick. Then we'll get into some man in the boxes here. Um, there's a couple man in the boxes I want to get into. But then I have tomorrow's show, too. Do I save something for tomorrow? Or do I... Uh, let it all out because there is no such thing as a tomorrow. It's a tough, tough call. Um, let's just recap real quick. I just gave out the NHL bombs and NBA bomb. We're going to have Boston plus one and a half. That's it. Man, that's, all, that's all we can do. Let's get to the man in the box. Fuck it. All right. 
Thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. Oh, man, did I not have this on the wide view the whole time? Oh, Lord. I just realized that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. That's the man in the box. That's what happens when I'm producing my own show. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't be trusted with anything. You see that? I'm looking at the monitor the whole time. I should have been wide angle. I do this thumbnail. Look at that. Look at that great thumbnail. The old Jimmy Butler, Grant Williams, fucking head to head. Poke a bear and find out. Poke a bomb and find out. Pokey bomb. Pokey bear. God. All right. Well, that's it. That's what you got. Now, let me tighten it up for the man in the box. <laughs> I, I, re I, I realized that... Uh, if you're not watching live now and you're listening to the show, that you have no idea what I was talking about. But if you're watching live, there's a studio and I do a wide angle and I, and I lock it in tight for the man in the box. Uh, a couple of segments I wanted to talk about. One, we had Jim Brown passing over the weekend. You have to talk about Jim Brown, the greatest football player who ever lived, I guess. He's just, it's so much to cover with him. I don't want to get so deep into it. There's a lot of things, good and bad, with Jim Brown. That's what he said. Jim Brown, was an, and he was an amazing person. Amazing athlete, retired early, became an actor, activist, obviously. That's what he's known for, mostly. I mean, equal parts. Incredible stuff. He used to walk into fucking gang territory. He's just like, hey, I'm Jim Brown with a hat. And people would gather around him. Like, that scene, like, in The Boys in the Hood, where Lawrence Fishburne would just, like, be in Compton and preaching. That's, like, what Jim Brown would do. But he would just walk into fucking neighborhoods, ganglands, and just talk to them. But he also beat the living shit out of women, so... There's ups and downs with him. Anyway, uh, gotta mention it. <laughs> Not the day he dies, but hey, gotta mention it. But Jim Brown is one of those last athletes of like those insane statistics, like him and Will Chamberlain and those things, like where it's like, what? What are these stats? Where they just made up stats for him because like everything he did was a world record setting. Because they were not only any great athletes, but they were the first like segregated athletes. So they every record they would break. It's like being the first to ever play any sport when, to be one of the first black athletes because they were going to be better than everyone else. Like my favorite was to say, you know, Jim Brown was also the greatest lacrosse player of all time. Yeah, no shit. He's probably the only black guy out there fucking destroying people. He just put the ball over his chest and bowled through to everyone. Knocking around, <laughs> knocking at the fucking, like a freight train through Ivy Leaguers. <laughs> it's banging through. That's not true. Uh, but uh, I mean, it kind of is true. See, lacrosse is now is known as a, like, you know, like a rich white sport because of Duke lacrosse and all that shit. It's, it's, uh, it's history isn't that like that. It's actually very uh, Native American. Canada, Canada actually. But Native Americans, they play lacrosse. They're, they're different. Their sticks are like 20 feet long. And her fields are like a thousand yards. It's fucking insane. Anyway, I do like Jim Brown lacrosse stats. He claims, because uh, he went to Syracuse, not on a scholarship. He was lied to by a local businessman, some lawyer's buddy, who actually paid for him. Paid for his first year there. Then he finally he finally got a scholarship. He was fifth string running back at Syracuse as a freshman. How racist of a coach you have to be to have Jim Brown as your fifth string running back. So that's why he played lacrosse, actually. He says the lacrosse coach, Roy Simmons, was the only one who was good to him from day one. The only one who was, like, nice to him. Everyone else was all, you know, just racist. And then they realized he's the greatest athlete ever. So they thought, ah, maybe we shouldn't be such an asshole to him, huh? 
Imagine putting him at fifth string running back in the 50s. What four fucking future plumbers do you have at running back ahead of Jim Brown? He's the greatest cross player of all time. Sure, I'll play lacrosse, coach. You're nice to me. You're doing what's not racist here, up upstate New York. What do you do? Oh, you put the stick on a ball and I get to fucking run through white people? I love it. I'll become the greatest lacrosse player ever. Sounds great. Maybe he was a, a, a progressive coach, that lacrosse coach, or maybe he just uh, realized, yeah, he could probably help me. Let's see a lot of those coaches... Like from the 50s and 60s, they say that paved the way, you know, racial segregation. They, they just wanted good players. Like they love giving Red Auerbach credit for drafting Bill Russell. He didn't care what the, he saw something. Oh, did he? Did he see something? Did he see a seven-foot man dominating the sport of basketball at San Francisco? Yeah, it was something, something about him. Even though he was black. I feel I feel the fact that he blocks 20 shots a game, scores 30. I think you know what? He might he might fit he might fit with uh, our team here in Boston full of set shot Sammy and hair pomade. Harry. Let's throw that name in there. And have a check. I always I always love teams that were late uh late to the game. When it comes to uh, segregation and athletes, like I get, like the South with the SEC, they do a lot of that because they were just they were just racist. But how do you how do you not just realize what's happening on the field that your inferior white athletes are getting dominated, and this isn't a fad that's happening? Well, they just can't do this. Can't coach like our guys can. I mean, I get you're racist, but holy shit, do you want to win? Like the, I, my favorite is the uh, the Redskins, which is a racist name, obviously. The Commanders, as they're called now, Washington Redskins, football, professional football team. Their first black athlete was Bobby Mitchell in 1962. 1962. That's a good 15 years. After the color barrier was broken with by Bill Willis and even Jackie Robbins, anything like it was in the news that, Hey, you can have a black athlete play. It took to six, 1962 JFK had to step in and actually say, Hey guys, you want to, uh, you know, you want to maybe, uh, get a little hip here and, uh, Put, put a product on the field that isn't getting crushed every week because of your racism. The people protested too when they got built, when Bobby Mitchell played. There was people protesting outside with signs that said, keep the Redskins white. <laughs> That's like, keep the Sopranos Irish. What do you mean, keep the Redskins white? Listen, just read your fucking sign, you idiot. But you imagine the president had to step in, not even because he was, uh, you know, that far progressive. He just he was sick of watching plumbers, electricians running a six two forty getting mauled by Kansas City and Hank Stram. I have a theory that Hank Stram wasn't a great coach either, but he, you know, but he was just the first coach to put uh, black athletes out there, and they just fucking dominated the sport. Ah, sixty five toss power trap, sixty five toss power, matriculate the ball down the field, boys. 
That's right. Just dominate the game. Jump over. <laughs> then they'd show him to be jumping over people and running, running four three forties. Wait, I matriculate. What? Okay. Whatever you say, coach. Anyway, where was I? Oh, I was talking about Jim Brown. <laughs> matriculate down the field. That's right. Let me get that on there. That's uh, my favorite one. Because like, they always show Hank Shaver. He's got the 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 ball, the paper wrapped up in his arm. You know. 65 toss power trap. Then they show 65 toss power trap. It's just a pitch sweep to a fucking <laughs> athlete. A modern just fucking just, just flying down the field and, you know, breaking through Vikings tackles. These all white Vikings players just fucking flying to the end zone. Yeah, good, good play call. The play call was get the best athlete available to be athletic. Um, horrible hairpiece for Hank Strand, but great guy. Great, great voice. Great everything. Real visionist, real envisionist. <laughs> anyway, um, some of those Jim Brown stats are, are disgusting, though. His last year, he ran for 1,550 yards, won the MVP. He was 677 yards ahead of Gale Sayers. He was in, he was in second place. Then he retired. <laughs> amazing. That is ama- that's, that's just that's a way to go out, just to piss people off, because he wanted to act in some horrible movie. And Paul and Brown said they were going to fine him for every day he missed. What? Yeah, control us. What are you talking about? Let him do whatever he wants to do. Oh, boy. Anyway. Um, let's see what time we're looking at here. Oh, boy. We're getting up into an hour. Do I even have time for Shelly? I should get into it. Why not? Shemmy Shembeckler. Um. It seems like it's two man in a box. I could I could save that for tomorrow and actually write it out and do good. Shemmy Shembeckler is just he's still speaking of racism. Um good God. Well, I should talk. Since I since I mentioned it. Yeah, but then I want to talk about it tomorrow as well. But what kind of teaser is this? Shemmy Shembeckler. <laughs> oh man. So funny. Oh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. All right. You know what? Let me just, I'm going to save the Shemmy Shembeckler for tomorrow, man in a box. Shemmy Shembeckler, son of Bo Shembeckler, who got fired by Michigan over for liking racist tweets. Oh, man. Amazing. Amazing. I should do more Jim Brown. I shouldn't sully the name Jim Brown and his memorial tribute with Shemmy Shembecklers. That's what I shouldn't have done. But I'm learning as I go here in the box. So I'm going to thank everyone. Let me get out of the box. That's my problem. I do too much in the box. So tomorrow's show, join me tomorrow, live at noon, back to my normal schedule time, Mondays and Wednesdays live, noon Pacific. 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Mountain. All right, you happy Denver fans? Denver, why don't you talk about us? One, because you have a stupid time zone. We don't like mountain time zone. Join one of the other ranks. Either be West Coast or Central. Mountain. Ridiculous. We used to mention that. We used to mention that like during shows. The Love Boat's going to be on 6 o'clock Mountain. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) <laughs> I should get back in the box for that Back to my Denver rants um, Anyway 
like and subscribe to this on YouTube as well. Follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore. Subscribe and do five star reviews to this show, The Bottom Line Bombs, on all the f- formats that you listen to pods, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever the hell it is. Wherever you're listening to it now, do all that. Um, I have another show. Blackout Diaries. You can find that anywhere pods are told as well. It's a drinking story show, if not as much sports, but it's comedy. Me and Sean Flannery, so uh, drinking story shows. It's, it's great. It's a little storytelling show. We have live sets from comedians that tell drinking stories. Then we do Q and A's and fun things about that. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for the bombs today. What what else is there is to uh, plug? Not much. Just me. Here tomorrow. But thank you for everyone on the comment boards that was with us. Chad G, Mafia Reunite, Insano, everyone, Justin Bruni, um, who's part of the SGPN family. Uh, go to the merch store, get a man in a box shirt or our hair Jordan Jimmy Butler shirt. That's the new one that everyone wants to do. I'm going to do promo videos. And you got some man in the box videos in there. I have a good hockey one coming up. Um, All right, now I'm just rambling. Let's keep this under an hour and go. Good night.